We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform. The Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same. And love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. So we've been exploring the teaching focused tied to the shepherd and his sheep. The writer of the banner says, you know, hearing God's voice, discerning God's voice, and understanding the Lord's leading. And I brought you the first message in that two weeks ago. And last week, we established one of the ways in which God speaks, which was by the written word. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus, the written word. And um, I told you all that I took the written word first. Because fundamentally, that is the principal way in which God speaks. I said principal way in the sense that every other way in which God speaks must be checkmated by the written word. If it goes contrary to what the word of the Lord says, the logos, what the word of the Lord says, then it's not right. You cannot take it. But for you to be able to take it in, it must be in conformity with God's word. And I also did establish last week Sunday that because there is the logos, there is the logos, there is the written word, the Holy Bible, it is also the reason why no believer should ever say that God does not speak to them or they do not hear God's voice. I established to us to say by saying that God's written word is God's voice unto man. The written word is God's voice unto man. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. I, I wanted to use an example last week Sunday. It skipped my mind. It's that of one of my daughters in the city of Calgary, Sister Tammy Ocean. You know, during um, one of the sessions, she, she took a Siki First. Siki First is a daily prayer meeting, 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Sometimes I wonder why many of you don't join. 6 a.m. to 6.30. You can play, you have your connect via Zoom, all right, and go about your regular duty, brushing your teeth, you know, having your bath, dressing up for work and all of that. See, you'll be blessed. I don't teach there. And I thank God because now it's exposing these sons and daughters God has given to me. Many of them blessing us with fresh word every morning. I want to implore you, 6 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., you can join via Zoom. It holds via Zoom. The Zoom ID is 306 0123456 and the password is 1234 in any case sister Tammy was sharing and was sharing about how she was you know I think being victimized at work you know and that um, she had to be praying she was working with a boss who was very very terrible very horrible and the boss was not willing to give in to anything as a matter of fact they said that as a lady it was difficult for, for any lady to even work well with this person but she said that one day she was studying the word of the Lord and then she remembered or stumbled upon the passage of the Bible that says, wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, it says you shall possess. So then what did she do? She saw that in the scripture. What she did with that was, she said she would get to the office very early in the morning, take off her shoes, hallelujah, glory to Jesus, and begin to march around the office environment and begin to declare and begin to possess it. What others found difficult became easy for her. She got it on a platter of gold. Now that instruction came and her victory came not because she heard the audible voice. She did not have a vision of the night. She did not have a dream. What she, heard, what she had was the word of the Lord. She read the word and she saw what the word says and the word ministered to her. I told you last week Sunday, you must read God's word enough that you begin to hear God's voice in the word such that the written word will go beyond just written word, mere letters to you. It would actually become like God speaking to you you know, by himself. By himself. Hebrews chapter number 13 verses number 5b to 6, he says because the Lord himself had said so therefore, we can also boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He says, I shall not fear. What can man do to me? Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So God's word is God's voice unto man. This morning, I want to take that a step further. This is yet another way in which God speaks to man. And it is via visions and dreams. Or you may want to call it dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. 
dreams and visions. If you are conversant, conversant with the Bible, without a doubt you would know. There, are, there is a retinue of people, you know, that, that, you know, were ministered to or God spoke to via dreams in the days of the Bible. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. God ministered to them via dreams in the middle of the night. Many of them, without a doubt, you will know about Joseph, even if you do not know anyone. Joseph was the one who had a dream of robe of many colors. Many people like that, God spoke to, God ministered to via dreams. Genesis chapter number 37, verse number 5. So God speaking to man via dreams while you are sleeping is not new. From the creation of heaven and earth, it's always been and it's still so. Until the day of the Lord's return, it would always be. The, the Lord would always speak via dreams and visions. Now, if you are a believer and you are a New Testament believer, you're under the sound of my voice. It's the more reason why you need to be super sensitive and super careful and super mindful or watchful of your dreams. I know some of you, you know, may have the gift of dreams. And now there are some of you also who don't have dreams. The moment you, your eyes are closed, you know, you begin to change gears. You don't have any communication. And that's fine. It's a gift. But you need to know as a believer that God has always spoken, you know, to the people, you know, via dreams. For someone like me, for, as an example, who is privileged to be your pastor, if I close my eyes, for two minutes here. Now, if I doze off, my eyes will open. That's how much that gift is that oppression in my life. Many times when I'm having major meetings, many of the things that happen in that meetings, I see them via dreams and visions before I step my foot in there. I cannot tell you and I cannot count how many times I've seen myself laying hands on the sick in the dream. Leading people in worship. Being in an atmosphere of worship, being in a church setting, ministering to people. As a matter of fact, if I receive an invite from a church and then I get to the church to then begin to minister, all of a sudden one of the things I realize is that my eyes get opened immediately and I realize that God had actually shown me, you know, I'd seen myself ministering in this same space before now. You see, those of you who are currently in the ark, seated in this facility right now, I remember very, very vividly, one of us, an older woman, you know, one of us, had said, when we began to pursue the purchase of the ark, this facility, that all of a sudden she remembered that God had actually brought her in into this facility and she had found herself worshipping there. As at that point, what they were doing in this place, they were selling bathroom wares, bathroom towels, you know, it was a warehouse like many of you would know. So one day she came around to worship. Then after service, she walked up to me and then she said, Pastor, did you know that I'd actually found myself in this same space worshiping before? God speaks to his own via dreams. Joseph had it. We saw that in the scripture. Samuel had it. We saw that in the scripture. Pharaoh had it. We saw that in the scripture. Uh, you know, um, um, the Amalekites, they have it. We saw that in the scripture. Solomon had it. When Solomon had an encounter with the Lord, it was via dreams. Because it was in the dream that God gave Solomon the famous offer. Ask whatever you wish me to give you. First King chapter number 3 verse number 5. God asked Solomon via dreams. What would you have me do for you? So some of us, or some of you rather, you may not be opportune or be privileged. To hearing the very audible voice. You may not be privileged, you know, to having an angel minister to you in person. All of all these things may not be there, but you must also be very I mean, cognizant, you know, of dreams. And know that truly God speaks through it. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Daniel, for example... In Daniel chapter number 2, verse number 28, we discovered that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And Daniel was the one then chosen by the Lord to interpret it. But there is a God in heaven, Daniel said to King Nebuchadnezzar, who reveals secrets and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the later days. 
So then, God uses James to forewarn, to prepare, to get you ready, to letting you in the know of his plans and his purposes. I have shared multiple times, you know, how um, in 2014 when God first spoke to me about leaving Nigeria, you know, and moving to um, moving out of Nigeria, I didn't know where I was going to. And I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Then we put in application, you know, um, for express entry. That was when it just started. And then we began to pursue it. But it was tough. It was pretty challenging. So much such that I began to lose hope. I began to feel, anyways, I'm even very good. In any case, I didn't even want to leave Nigeria. So um, I had like good reasons. But one day, I had a revelation at night. And I saw myself about boarding an Airbus, very big plane. I got lost in the, you know how busy airports can be. But all of a sudden, I maneuvered and moved right, left, center, just running everywhere. And I kept running and I kept saying to myself in that dream, say, no, I must enter that plane. I must not miss this flight. I must not miss this flight. And then I rushed and ran and ran and ran and ran until I ran to the tarmac. The door to the plane was about being shut. I saw it literally closing up before I got, you know, to the foot of the door. The moment they saw me approaching, whoever was controlling it, left that, I mean, released that door and allowed it to go back. The very moment I stepped into the plane, even before I had my seat, you know, the door of the plane was shut. And then I asked the Lord, say, what does this mean? The Lord said to me, that land I prepared for you is yours for taking. I'd shared also about my friend before, Benga Rufa, who is in Saskatoon. Some of you know him. How he started his preparation to moving his family over here. And things were tough. Application was told. Nothing was happening. Nothing was going on. And all of a sudden, you know, he would call me and they will continue to pray. If I remember very vividly that in those days, you know, midweek services recharge, I would dedicate time for prayers for him and his family. Declaring that every hold on his application be lifted. Then one morning he called me. He's a man of the spirit. One morning he called me. He said, Pastor, I believe God has done it. I said, what? He said, I had a dream and I saw my files. I saw my name on it. And I saw this time. Approved, 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 approved. On that basis, we began to rejoice and we began to give God praise. Listen, God's voice to man brings rest to man. Did you hear me now? Every dream you have, every dream you have would require a reaction from you. There is something that needs to be done. It's either you'd have to wake up you know, or wage a war against it if it is not pleasant or you rejoice in it with gratitude if it is pleasant. In few months down the line, the same application that had been stalled, you know, was released. In few months down the line, the same application, as a matter of fact, they had their citizenship swearing in just a few months ago. God speaks via dreams. When Joseph, who was betrothed to Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when Joseph got to know that Mary was pregnant, Joseph would have thrown Mary out of his house. Joseph would have called off the engagement between himself and Mary, if not for the angel of the Lord that appeared to Joseph in a dream. I'm saying it to you this morning now that dream or God speaking via dreams is not an Old Testament thing. It was the angel of the Lord that showed up to Joseph. Matthew chapter number 1 verse number 20 via dreams that told Joseph not to take any untoward action against Mary. Otherwise, Joseph would have acted in the flesh. As a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter number 27, verse number 19, we saw yet again about Pilate and Pilate's wife. 
Matthew 27 verse number 19. I'd like to have that. God had to make Pilate's wife add a nightmare. Just such that God could communicate through Pilate's wife to Pilate. So sometimes you may not be the one to have that dream or that vision or that revelation. It may be God using someone else. I shared when I was in Nigeria in January for the Lofty Heights Conference. And my friend who was in faraway Connecticut, United States of America, called me. And he said to me, he said, all right, said that, like, say, guy. Say, guy, I don't know how you do some of all these things that you do. I said, what happened? He said, I had a vision at night. I had a dream. I saw you, you and I, and some of our friends, we were in the multitudes of people. And Pastor E.A. Adeboye, that's the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, was there. Then G.O., that's Pastor E.A., called you forth. And then called you to come forward and then laid hands on you and then blessed you. And then told you in the dream that from this moment you enter into a new realm. And whatever you say, you will see. He said himself and the rest of my friends then became jealous. And then said, why was it that I was the only one that Gio picked? But he said, while he was still thinking about that, he said, Gio said, they may be wondering why he was doing what he was doing, that he was just obeying the Lord's instruction. Now, the Lord didn't reveal that to me. The Lord revealed it to a friend of mine. And I had to take it, I had to believe it, I had to run with it. So because Pilate was being super tough, God had to cause Pilate's wife to have a nightmare. Give me that scripture again on the screen. You would see it now. He says, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, Bible says his wife sent to him. And the wife saying, have nothing to do with that just man. That was Jesus. Have nothing to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. If God didn't speak to Pilate's wife, Pilate would have done something untoward, totally, you know, against Jesus. It was one of the reasons why eventually he had to wash his hand off. And said, now, if anything happens to this man, his blood is not on me, his blood is going to be on you. God speaks via dreams. Many of you have been super casual about it. You don't care if he comes. You don't worry if he comes. You don't seek for the interpretation. Many times, dreams also will not come to you literally. Many times, it would always require an interpretation. But this is one thing that I've noticed. Because God speaks to man. Remember when I taught this? God speaks to us fundamentally and primarily by our spirit. Through our spirit. Not our soul. Not our mind. By our spirit through his spirit. I believe very strongly. That the trajectory of dreams you would be having as a believer is highly dependent on the state of your spirit and your soul. That's one of the reasons why when many of you mess up yourselves, when you pollute yourselves spiritually, especially immorally, you begin to have all sorts of nightmares. That's the reason why. You would see if you're observant or if you're following some of the things, the trajectory of your life, sometimes you would have observed that unpleasant dreams, nightmares that you have, they usually happen to you when you polluted yourself. So God speaking to man via dreams is not an Old Testament phenomenon. No, 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 no. In, the new, in this age, the Lord still does it. We were to have three days of glory and I think day two or so. And I saw myself in a vision. Healing a, a woman who was possessed of mental issues. A mad person. Sanity got restored. But I understood. I may not necessarily find, you know, a mad woman in church in that meeting. I wasn't looking forward to that anyways. But it was enough proof for me to know it, that God was with me. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying now? That whatsoever thing I do in that meeting, heaven was going to seal it. And then we saw the outcome. Do you have dreams? What's the state of your dreams? 
Does God speak to you via visions and dreams? Some of you have the gift, you've lost it. Some of you haven't lost it, but it doesn't make sense to you. It is God speaking to you. It is God speaking to you. Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17. In the last day, saith the Lord, Acts 2, 17, I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Acts 2, 17. Not 7. I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. Those days are these days. I'm teaching you God speaking to you via dreams and visions. Many times I've been troubled on many instances, many situations. Because I know and I've, you know, received in its entirety this gift of dreams God has given me. I want to go to bed and then I find myself say to God, say, Lord, please concerning this situation, I desire a visitation this night. Within the next three days or seven days, Lord, please visit me. Tell me the way out of what exactly is going on. I've seen people plot evil against me just by visions of the night via dreams. And of course, yes, because the Lord speaks to man through dreams, it also means that the devil also can manipulate it. Whatever God does or whatever mean God means God uses to speak to man, it also simply means that the devil would latch on the same premise and also want to minister to you, speak to you. That's the reason why many people, you know, who are under the influence of drugs and alcohol, all right, under that same influence, they will be saying certain things, hallucinating, and be telling you they saw a dream, they saw they had a vision concerning you. That's also the reason why it is not everyone who is able to prophesy, to give you vision, tell you your date of birth, tell you what you did last night. That's also the reason why it's not all of them that are called of the Lord. Voodoo powers can give you the opportunity. Ten years ago when my father was, was still alive, ten years ago, March 9th was his birthday. I loved my father very dearly. If I dare say that, perhaps I was his favorite child. The devil struck in between our relationship, but like five, seven years or ten years before his demise, you know, things got restored. I loved him to beat, and the Lord knows. So because of the effect that I knew that his death was going to have on me, I said to God, I said, Lord, please, concerning this man, he was old then, he was 83 or 85. I said, I'm not asking you not to take him home, not to, you know, keep him forever. I said, but just do me a favor, Lord. Before you take him home, please reveal it to me. And sometimes in February of the same year, that was 2012, I had a dream. And the Lord visited me and said to me in that revelation, the Lord said, that vision. said, the next birthday your dad is going to have will be his last birthday on this earth. So I woke up my wife in the morning and I said, it, no, it was two days to his birthday. I'll be a day to his birthday, actually. I said to her, I said, the Lord visited me overnight and said to me, this is the last birthday that daddy was going to have. I said, we need to go to his house and go and celebrate him. So myself and my wife we went there celebrating him. We bought also, he didn't know what was happening, but I knew what was happening. The Lord administered it to me. So I went, you know, to his house, myself and my wife, and Toluwalashe, my son at that time. You know, we got gifts, got many things, and all of that. You know, celebrated him. It was just, we we're just chasing and all of that. Less than three weeks or four weeks down the line or thereabout, all of a sudden, my elder sister called me. And said, um, where was I? I said, I was, was somewhere. He said, I should come to the house, the family house. I got there, they broke the news that my dad was sick. And I remember, when he was about to be taken off his bedroom to the hospital, my sister, my elder sister, our firstborn said to me, he said, Pastor, you pray. 
I'm thankful they gave me that opportunity. I knew I was not coming back into that room. I knew I was never going to come back to that house. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, thank you for the life that he has lived. I said, if it be your will, Yahweh, bring him back. If not, we say goodbye to him. And I turned my back and they took him to the hospital. He never returned back home. You know, I told you when this series started, right? The Lord does not desire that you be in the dark concerning any situation of your life. Did you know that to the job you are to apply for, the Lord can cause you to have a visitation? When my wife was sick in 2020, you know, and her life was oozing out, she was almost dead. See, whenever you guys see Lady T on this altar or in Calgary, just be giving God praise for her life because that's a miracle standing. And my son too. I was confused. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. The doctor came with all sorts of messages and all sorts of stuff. But I remember in one of those days, I had a time alone with God. And I was locked in my basement. Before that time, my wife and I were always going back and forth on the sex of the baby. I wanted a baby girl. Lady T wanted a baby boy. So that night, maybe day two of my waiting upon the Lord, the Lord visited me and handed me over a baby boy and said, this is your child. So I left the basement to went upstairs and I said to Lady T, I said, you have won. The boy is going to be a baby boy. So then, in the course of that journey, that's the pregnancy period, when the devil began to strike, I was not miffed. I was unbordered. You know why? I had held the baby in my hands. Because of want of time, I would not be able to take you through, you know, the book of Acts, chapter number 17, you know, and downward. How God, you know, advised angel, administered to Paul, that Paul was going to witness for him in Rome. And how they began to journey, and the ship in which they were journeying on, that ship began to sink. It was only Paul, it was only Paul that was not miffed. It was only Paul that was not shaken. The rest of them were terrified. Then Paul rose up. In fact, he got so serious, Bible says they had to jettison some items on the ship. What that means is they threw away some items to lighten the weight of the ship. The Bible says the Paul arose in the middle of them. They, these guys, they failed to eat. They were not eating, they were not drinking. And Paul said, because I am here, there is no life that will be lost about this ship. So because a few nights ago, the angel of the Lord had visited me and said to me that I was also going to minister to the Lord in Rome. They were journeying to Rome. They were not yet in Rome. The lesson in there is that the revelations, the dreams, the visions God will speak to you about, about your future, sometimes may conflict your current reality. But because God had already revealed it to you, God has spoken to you about that. You can then rejoice and say, Lord, You've shown me this. I have seen this. And I believe you. Take for example, you are in school, you're studying. You are not yet a graduate. But the Lord had visited you via dreams and visions, spoken to you. You'd seen yourself on your graduation gown. Walking, mounting the rostrum, being celebrated and being conferred, you know, your honorary or whatever degree you're getting. But yet, during the course of the same school, and you then found a particular course being difficult, you can rejoice in the reality that the Lord had already shown you the end. You are a woman or you are a man. You are under the sound of my voice, for example. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb or you are currently pregnant or the baby is not coming. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. The baby hasn't come, but the Lord had revealed to you multiple times via his word, via dreams spoken to you, via many means, and you've held your baby. You can literally feel your baby. You can tangibly hold your baby. You don't have to be bothered about whatever may be going on right now. So what kept me through the, the, the periods, the whole of that 2020, when my wife's health was challenged was actually the things God has spoken to me about. As a believer, you begin to run from pillar to post if God hadn't spoken to you or if you've got no word concerning that situation. We take rest in God's word. It's one of the reasons why God speaks to us. He says in Matthew and Psalm chapter number 23, He says, It leads me beside the still waters. It restores my
my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. He says, for his name's sake. Yet, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no evil. The reason why the shepherd will fear no evil, I mean, the sheep will fear no evil, is because of the presence of the shepherd. Because the sheep knows, as long as the shepherd is with me, and I'm with the shepherd, I pledge allegiance to the shepherd, there is nothing that can harm me. Nothing can come against me. Don't forget that this series is titled The Shepherd and His Sheep. So things may not be going the way you desire them to go right now. Some Sundays ago, I came here, wanted to worship or during my ministration. And I raised a song in my spirit and I began to sing. Meaning, the hand of the Lord is upon my life. It causes me to soar. It causes me to gain speed. And I then shared with you how a son of mine in this church had sent me a message that he had just been laid off work because he's been out of status. And I got into his house that particular morning. And that was the song. It was, is um, um, Fikayo here? Please, Fikayo, step forward. Let me get him this microphone, Minister Damilari. Come, 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 come. Come on the altar. Make it fine. Don't stop walking like a fine boy. Be, walk fast. All of them in this church, they like to do shakara. They compete with their pastor. You know, many of the things that I've been accused of as a pastor is that me, I only pastor fine boys and fine girls. But all of them, it's not that they were very fine when they came here. It's the ministry of the word that causes them to begin to glow. Do you want me to begin to mention names? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Very quickly, in two minutes, in two minutes, uh, you still share your full testimony, right? Share what God's done. Is this on? Yeah, I think it's on. Yeah. Um, so, as of January, I was out of status. And because of that, I lost my job. Uh, so, it's been a back and forth trying to fend for myself and things like that. But as of April, sorry, no, May, um, I was able to get um, study permit application approved by IRCC. Uh, but at the same time, it was, it was good, but at the same time, um, I just had a spirit was telling me that God was not yet done with my testimony. And as I met Pastor in regards to it too, and it was like, oh, you will not see shame in regards to this situation. And I held on to the word. And funny enough, also, I spoke with one of my childhood pastors. And he also told me that, so we were discussing. And funny enough, we were talking about the story of Joseph. And I was telling him in regards to the story of Joseph that God still, during Joseph's trials, right? God gave him a piece of comfort in his situation. Like when he was in jail, he was still made the head of the jail. When he was with Potiphar, he was made the head. So I told God, I was like, okay, why have I not seen any form of comfort, right? So that was my conversation with God. And a week after, that was when I got my study permit. So God gave me, so he told me that was just the comfort that is not yet done with my story. So as of Wednesday this week, um, I just woke up and I saw an email from IRCC that my application, which was refused um, in January 30th, that they've reopened it. So, and it was so funny because at that point, Wednesday was when I had, was giving out the lease of my apartment to somebody else to even sign it and God so my spirit just told me to wait till Saturday before I gave him the lease uh, I signed over the lease to him and then I was driving down to church to clean the church on Saturday and as I was on the road IRCC and they don't usually work on Saturdays they sent me another email and I was on the express so I just parked by the express I was like okay you know what let me just know my fate at this point and Lo and behold, they had already given me my work permit. So, you hear his full testimony. Look at you all are seated. You don't understand what God's done. You, you don't understand what God's done. Listen, 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 listen. Being out of status, being out of status is not anything you want to experience in this land. 
He sent me a distressed message I shared with you all. I ran to his house such that he would not take his life. I ran to his house such that he would not commit suicide. You know the truth? This guy never stopped serving. Yesterday when I was chatting with him and he sent me the screenshot of his application approved, I was on the phone with brother Itoro. And while I was on the phone, I began to just rejoice and pray in the Holy Ghost. And then I told IT what had just happened. And IT said to me, so we meet many people in church who are going through so much and we don't have an idea. It may be the situation of the people around you right now. You don't know what they're going through. It's one of the reasons why you need to be nice, kind, friendly, you know, with others. Celebrate Jesus once more and have your seat in this house. The word of the Lord unto him was the same. He was never going to see shame. That guy is the head of our glitters, the cleaning team. What do I say to God? Yes, let's take it that maybe he didn't do certain things he was supposed to do on time. And because of that, you know, his application was denied. He had signed off his list. What was left was for the person to come take over. He was coming into his father's house, into church on Saturday to claim when he saw it. He then had to pull up, pull over on the highway to then check the email by faith. Say, let, let, let me even see what the status was and he saw it. You know what that reminded me of? The day I got a phone call of my offer in 2017 with the government of Saskatchewan, it was the same way I pulled over on the highway and I just, I was, I was gobsmacked, myself and my wife, and we were just praising God. May the Lord give you a testimony that will cause you to pull over on the highway. Come on now, come on now, you didn't hear that. May the Lord give you a testimony that will cause you to pull over on the highway and to give glory to God. What do I say to God? That he left, he stopped serving and he had to leave the city, you know, because he was out of status. Mercy had to speak. If you go and ask him, his faith in the Lord has skyrocketed. I told him, come. I said, the Lord didn't bring this on you. Like a teacher all the time, the Lord does not bring evil on people. But the Lord knows about it. Stay more committed to the Lord. Keep giving. Keep serving. Don't miss service. But some people, what happened to him will happen. You would abandon God's house. The primary responsibility you will do it will begin to beg you. Would you please say, ah, you guys, you don't even know me. You don't even know what I'm going through. We know what you're going through. But the God who we serve is able to pull you out of it. How you get your miracles and your victories is not out of God. It is in God. God speaks via dreams, via visions. He can use anything. And because he does, the devil also can manipulate it. And as I bring this teaching to a close this morning, listen to this. I want to give you three things to note about dreams and visions. Number one is that it may flow from your thought. When you think about certain things over and over and over and over and over, and over right? Or certain person begins to come to your mind, it's possible that you go to bed, you know, and you sleep and you have something about them. That's number one. Number two is that it can be manipulated or I dare say easily manipulated. You have husbands that have turned against their wives, wives that have turned against their husbands because they had a dream and saw the wife trying to poison them in their dreams. And they took it that it was from the Lord. You have children that are now against their parents because somehow in their dream, they had a dream in which their father or their mother was trying to kill them. I'm not saying that is not possible. But I'm saying that if you are a New Testament believer, you need to be very discerning. As a matter of fact, I share this during 21 days of unprecedented favor, prayer, and fasting program. If the devil wants to catch you, for example, and he wants to manipulate your dreams... It is people very close to you. It will put on the cloak of people very close and very dear to you to show in you that they mean evil against you. Again, I'm not saying that it is not possible that those close to you, you know, may want to harm you. It's one of the reasons why you need to always seek an interpretation. Such that you don't take any dream, hook, line, and sinker. It is possible. So it can be manipulated. Number three. 
Whatever dream you have must be checkmated by God's word. The written word. So when you see it happen to you, ask yourself, is it in conformity with God's word? People bother, they're worried, you know, that they sleep at night, you know, and they're eating in their dreams. Me, I've eaten all sorts in my dreams. I mean, see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I had gone to Buka, canteen, cafeteria, Mama Put in my dreams. With my money, I'll be doing point and kill. Give me that roundabout. Give me that one. With Coke, I will sit down and eat. And Jesus will still be glorified. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you go to bed hungry, you will dream that you are eating. So I'm saying that it's not everything that is your village people. So what do you then do? When you have any dream or that is unpleasant, take the part that is pleasant and release the part that is not pleasant. Don't let the devil keep you bound because of a dream. You may need to do something about it. You may need to take an action. You may need to rise up and pray. Take for example, you have a dream. You know that somebody died. You don't fold your arms and do nothing. Sometimes last year, yeah, sometimes last year, the, the, the devil wanted to you know, the spirit of death, you know, was hovering in the air. And God, I was on a seven-day fast. And I think um, I was on day five or day six. Then we had a meeting. Then God used one of us in this same church, a minister here, you know, to then had a revelation where they saw parents and certain person died. So this person then broke the news to me. And I said, come and share it in the open. With the meeting, with the team, and they did. You know what I did? I took action. We prayed against it. The moment you did that, that's what you can do. What else do you want to do? You rebuke it, you war against it, you pray against it, you stand on the authority of God's word because it negates what the written word says, what God's word says. So you don't have to have sleepless nights because you had a nightmare or because you had a dream. You had a bad dream. The devil shouldn't use it as a ploy to keep you bound. Jesus brings dreams, speaks to you via dreams to bring you release, freedom, not to keep you bound. So I called one of the persons affected. I didn't tell the person, you know, that, you know, we had a revelation somewhere. I said, is everything going on well with you? Is everything fine back home? Is everybody okay? Is this good? Is this good? Is it? Yeah, yeah, everything is fine. The following day, his grandma died. That was what God just wanted to bring to us. Then over a particular one of us, the spirit of death was hovering. And then we met we prayed, we fasted, and eventually we visited the house, declared in the name of the Lord, and broke the chains, broke the hold. You know, I teach all the time. The person who just accepted the Lordship of Jesus right now has more power than the one who is greatest in hierarchy in the coven of darkness. He must be checkmated against the written word. If it goes against what the written word says, it is not of the Lord. For those of you in the relationship, please pay attention to your dreams. Those of you doing boyfriend and girlfriend, I would have missed it if not for the speak of dream. I mean, for the gifts of dreams. The lady I was dating must have been dating for four or five years. If I up until this moment, friends who haven't seen me in about 15 years or 13 years would think that that was the person I ended up marrying. But all of a sudden, we began to have some frictions here and there and all of that. And one day I had a dream. We were walking together and then she, you know, dropped my hand and then I took back her hand and I saw an engagement ring, a wedding, wedding ring you know, on her finger. Again, you need to seek interpretation of dreams before you react. And then I said to God, I said, what's going on? And the Lord said to me very specifically, say, she's not yours. That was a four, five years relationship. Many of you are in such relationships right now under the sound of my voice. 
I pray you will not miss it. It's time for us to pray. I just want to pray for a couple of people. It's number one, those of you who had gifts of dreams, but now it's docile, it's dead. Don't come out, but please stand up on your feet where you may be. There is no shame there. Number two is those of you whose dreams have been manipulated. I mean, it's only in your dreams you see yourself doing good things. Or you find yourself always dreaming and seeing yourself in unpalatable or unpleasant places. Wearing old school uniforms, finding yourself in the forest, playing with animals, you know, all those satanic, demonic dreams. Please rise up on your feet. I'm not going to call this twice. I just want to lead you in prayers. If you are fall into those categories, please rise up on your feet. For many of you right now, you see, those of you all have the gift of dreams, but you've lost it. Uh, you would see, beginning from now, that gift will be reactivated. And so I need you to lift up your hands up unto heaven. If you've lost the gift, ask the Lord. Lord, listen, listen, listen. If you're under the sound of my voice, you belong to those two categories. I ask, gave you an instruction, stand up. You didn't stand up. Don't think this prayer is for you. You still have that opportunity right now. This is a prophetic gathering. This is God's house. Because I know it affects some of you and you are there seated. You find yourself only doing good things in dreams. Your reality does not conform with what you see yourself doing in dreams. Or you find yourself in dreams, unpleasant, very unprintable things, you know, despicable things happening to you. Rise up. Rise up. I need you signified. Rise up. Okay now, if you are here, you are watching online and you begin, begin, I mean, belong to these classes, I need you to pray. Those of you who have lost the gift and thirst for it yet again. Father, restore this unto me. Restore it unto me. Restore it unto me. Lord, restore it unto me. And those of you whose dreams are being manipulated, I need you to take a stand against them right now. I need you to take a stand right now. I contend and come against every dream that is not of the Lord. Every satanic dream, every satanic manipulation of my dreams, I come against you in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there are specific things you've been seeing in your dreams, you're sleeping with someone, someone sleeping with you, finding yourself in forests, in dirty places, be bold enough and mention them right now. Be bold enough. Rebuke the hand of the devil this moment. Devil, I rebuke you. Devil, I rebuke you. Devil, I rebuke you. Those of you having nightmares, devil, I rebuke you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off my fears. You found yourself pregnant multiple times in the dreams. Yet the reality is not coming up. Declare this morning in the name of Jesus. I come against every dream manipulator. Every power that manipulates my dreams. I come against you this morning in the name of Jesus. I come against you this morning in the name of Jesus. I come against you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, restore to me the gift of dreams. Restore unto me, Jesus, the gift of dreams. To see as you see in heaven. To know what is going on, what will happen. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Standing up, signifying and reckoning with the true instructions of giving me to give them. I pray for that person under the sound of my voice who have the gift of dreams but have lost it. Receive it back in the name of Jesus. Receive it back in the name of Jesus. Receive it back in the name of Jesus. Beginning from this moment, begin to experience the visions of the night. The dreams of the night. Let your eyes be open yet again. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone standing under the sound of my voice whose dreams are being manipulated by the devil in the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, I command you, get your hands off their fears. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, every manipulation in your dreams, from this moment they cease. I declare that from this moment they cease. From this moment they cease. In the name of Jesus. To that person under the sound of my voice, 
who only does good, finds themselves in good places, do good things in dreams. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Let the good things you've witnessed in your dreams, let it become your reality in the physical. Everyone under the sound of my voice, including those of you who are even seated, you've had dreams, lofty dreams, seeing yourself in places, doing great things. Let those great dear dreams you've had, let them become the tangible manifestation of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise, Yahweh. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Celebrate Jesus. At Lofty Heights, we don't like bringing our services to an end without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice this morning and you're not saved. That means that you're very susceptible, susceptible you know, to manipulations of your dreams. Because the devil knows that the Lord is not your shepherd, that you've got no shepherd. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Please say this after me, dear Father. I thank you for your word that has gone forth this morning. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your son, Jesus. I declare Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe he died. I believe he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me yours. Keep me in your warm embrace from this moment, even to the end of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus. If you've just said that prayer, I celebrate you and I rejoice with you this morning in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. How many of you received that word this morning? Let me tell you one of the things the Lord does. Now that you've heard this, I need you to pay more attention to your dreams. And let the Lord know that you receive it. Even if the dreams you are having, they are terrible dreams. It's the devil manipulating it. It means you have the gift. And in case you're under the sound of my voice, you've never dreamed or you don't dream. You can covet it. Lord, minister to me as you did in the days of old in the Bible. And as your son has taught via dreams. And then see what God does with you. I look forward to your testimonies in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you. We honor you and we celebrate you.